Try that again. Let's get ready to rumble. That is patented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are you trying to do to us? All right, here we go. Let's try this again. Let's get ready to cuddle. Super Nerd Podcast and our seventh superhero SmackDown special where we pit superheroes, villains, creatures, and even real-life people from fantasy, sci-fi, video games, and more in... That's right, Mortal Kombat. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. Hey! The rambunctious Bob. Hello. And burn, Brady Burn. Hi-ho there, neighbor. Hey, folks, before we get hey, started... Bad, yeah. Before we get started, make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button because we would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, plus 10 nerd XP to you. Nerd we love XP. you guys. There you go. For everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning nerd XP. But in the meantime, if you can't hear my kids from upstairs screaming and crying and Amanda's go running off, <laughs> if you've never been to one of our superhero smackdowns, we're basically asking the question, who, who would win in a fight? This will be a 16-person Mortal Kombat-like tournament with a total of 16 fighters split down the middle, eight on the left-hand side of the tournament bracket, eight fighters on the right-hand side of the tournament bracket. And these fighters in this tournament are randomly chosen by a computer from hundreds of heroes and villains and monsters and video games, real-life folks from all over nerddom. And once we draw the names out and the fight starts, we're going to ask ourselves, what is the most likely scenario in which these two fighters would actually meet? And if this person was to win the fight, how would they do it? And then we're going to ask the same question for the other fighter. And, and then we vote on which winning scenario we think is most likely to happen so like i said this is our seventh superhero smackdown special and the champion of each tournament will be put into a special tournament of champions after we have enough champions to enter that tournament so if you want to check out the previous smackdowns there are links to those in the podcast show notes so be sure to check them out it's a whole lot of fun so again what is the most likely scenario in which these two fighters would meet and if this person was to win the fight, how would they do it? So, on the tournament bracket, we've got Dr. Ian Malcolm, which Bob is going to be fighting for, versus Ron Weasley, which Amanda will be fighting for. But Amanda is off to the side. Amanda, you all right? Yeah. All right, here she comes. <laughs> all right, Bob. If What's the most likely scenario? And if... Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park was to win the fight. He's a Jeff Goldblum character. 
You know, How I think Chuck, Kareem Malcolm would uh, sit Ron Weasley down and say, <laughs> you know, put his hand up with a drop of water. And he's start, <laughs> he's starting to talk a little chaos theory. Talk a little chaos theory. And he would, he would try and seduce Ron. Oh, boy. This is going in some weird directions, buddy. <laughs> it's literally the only way I'm going to see him beat a wizard. Okay. All right. So, uh, if he was to win, we have to we have to play out the scenario. If he was to win, how would he do it? Can I finish out Bob's um, yeah, scenario? Go for it. Well, you're doing okay. Ron Reasley. So you no, know, we're switching. Both. We're switching. We're switching. Yeah, we're huh? switching. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, so Doctor Ian Malcolm sees Ron Weasley and knows they're trapped in Jurassic Park, and Doctor Ian. He just wants to survive. And if the kid has to get eaten by a dinosaur. Oh, sheesh. He'll let the kid get eaten by a dinosaur. Chaos theory. Chaos theory. So he sits. He he approaches Ron Weasley and starts confusing him, which Ron Weasley is very easily confused and leads him to. How do it, it, it's it's how he wins because Ron Weasley is so easily confused that Doctor Ian Malkovich would easily easily yeah, confuse Malcolm, him. not Malkovich. Malcolm, whatever. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. What I happen- think you said Malkovich, Ed. No, I didn't. Dr. I'll blame you. So wait, wait, so I don't understand this. How is how is Malcolm winning? How is he beating Ron Weasley? We're working on. This. Oh, hey, Jack is here. Yay, Jacka! I think Jacka just took over um, Ron Weasley for you, Bob. Sounds good to go. <laughs> okay. So, Jacka, we're talking. We just started. Okay. We're talking Doctor Ian Malcolm versus Ron Weasley. Okay. <laughs> Doctor oh, Ian man. Malcolm from Jurassic Park. So, so. Doctor Ian, it, they're both trapped in Jurassic Park. Let's just do that. Okay. And. They, they need to escape somewhere, and there's only one room for one to get out. I think that would be the be- easiest scenario. And so Dr. Ian starts explaining things to Ron Weasley and confuses him, and he is able to escape, and Ron does not. And that is how Dr. Malcolm wins. He just, he just talks Ron to him and confuses Weasley. him? Ron Sorry, Weasley. Yeah, how how would Ron Weasley defeat Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park? Jekka, what do you think? Uh, sorry, I'm still trying to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, I'll put it, put the link in the uh, the side for you. I got it. It's just my computer's being slow. I just woke it up and it's kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> that happens. Ron Weasley. What do you think? I don't know. See, like, Ron may not know much about the muggle world, but, like, he's got magic. And even if he's not as good as Hermione, like, he's kind of, he's, like, average, you know? When he's it comes below to average. He's below average. Admit he's it. standard teenager well, average. Like, what well, you would yeah. expect from a normal person. Like, I would see, I, I could see him just, like, using magic to just get out of there even if he's like 
like messing up. Like he at least can like knows enough spells that he can protect himself from a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I picture Weasley like tripping and falling with his wand in his hand yes. and accidentally firing something and blowing up the entire building. <laughs> that because of his cheap wand. Honestly, Indeed. I expect after he's had a conversation with Doctor Ian Malcolm that he's so confused that he'll fire off a spell that gets himself in trouble. <laughs> because he'll try and do a spell and he'll screw it up because he's so confused. Hmm. All right, let's vote. Dr. Ian Malcolm versus Ron Weasley. Bob, who do you think would win? Ron Weasley. Brady. Ron Weasley. I say Ron Weasley. Amanda? This is lame! Ron Weasley. (laughs) Jekka? I, too, say Ron Weasley. All right. Ron Weasley moves into the semifinal round. Next up, we've got got the T-Rex. From Jurassic World, so this is the this is the Jurassic World T Rex, not the Jurassic Park T Rex. This is the one that survived a whole bunch and even defeated the um, the 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 super the Spinosaurus, whatever that thing was called, in Jurassic World. I have not seen Jurassic World, and I have Jurassic. I have the T Rex. Well, Jekka, this, would this, would you this, like it? This is the same T Rex. This is the same T Rex from Jurassic Park. It's just. It's it's experience. It's, it's older and okay. it's, it's experience. Okay. It, it, okay. it 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 walks into the fight having fought a lot. <laughs> okay. Versus Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. A T Rex versus Sub Zero. All right, Brady. So if how would a T how would the T Rex defeat a Sub Sub Zero? I'm trying to decide how they would encounter one another. First of all, I guess there's. <clears throat> It would have to be some sort of jungle environment, right? Um, I think. It'd be, I think it'd, that, be a, it'd be a background stage for a Mortal Kombat game. The T Rex is in there. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, we could do that. We could do a Primal Rage. I don't know if you remember that yeah, old video game. So oh, yeah. we could do the Primal Rage T Rex versus Sub Zero. I don't think there's any world in which Sub Zero can take a T Rex. I, I don't. The gaping maw, especially the experienced T Rex. The, um, the T Rexes are just way too powerful for that. There is no way in which Sub Zero would be able to take it down. None. He could. The T Rex could literally just reach down and consume Sub Zero. Okay. All right. I will go into this now. Sub Zero. Um. Uh, Look, it's 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 visions based off movement. So Sub Zero would create like an ice sculpture that looks like a human being to distract the T Rex, and then right then and there he just like you he would create like this giant ice lance that would just like shoot through the T Rex and just kill him. The 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 T Rex yes could swallow and eat Sub Zero, but in all honesty, Sub Zero is is going to be like you know building an ice wall in front of him for defense, building ice weapons, throwing ice spears via like ice rain. If you remember from the the most recent one, the T Rex would be uh, formidable, but the T Rex is going down. I don't think that I don't think that a like a, a, a an ice statue person would would do anything because if his 
if the T-Rex's vision is based on movement and you create an eye statue, what is that going to do? It's not going to distract him. It's a still, it's like a rock, right? Uh, and the T-Rex, so? even if it did distract him, one big swoop of the tail, boom. All no, right. more, no more super suit. Can Sub-Zero create like ice spear things? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Could yeah, they sure. pierce a T-Rex? Could they really pierce into a T-Rex? I just don't. I don't those know. uh, like scales can those, be pierced. If, hey, those, hey, those if icicles kill people all the time, just falling from a roof. All he has to do is wait for the T Rex to roar and open its mouth. Hmm. I think the tail. Uh, you know, I just don't. That. I, all I, right. I don't let's, see. It let's start the voting. Amanda, T Rex or Sub Zero? Sub Zero. Jekka, T Rex or Sub Zero? Come on, Jack. Uh, I want to. I'm going with the T Rex. Bob, T Rex or Sub Zero? I'm going with the T Rex. All right. My turn. T Rex or Sub Zero? I think a T Rex would win. <laughs> I, vote, I vote for Sub Zero, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> The T Rex is moving on. I think it would be. I think. I think that. I think the T Rex would be messed up by the end of this thing. But that would be an interesting fight. Yeah, it really would. My son, who should be asleep, is over to the side cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does he think would win? He wants. To see he doesn't know Sub Zero. <laughs> Everyone wants to see the Rex. Yeah, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. We've got Agent Wu. From WandaVision versus the Teenage Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Was it two? It was two, right? Yes. Okay. So we got Agent Wu from WandaVision versus Teenage Groot. So Amanda, how would Agent Wu defeat Teenage Groot? So so Bob's doing Teenage Groot. So Agent Wu needs Teenage Groot to go and clean out something. In another area of someplace. I'm trying to come up with a scenario here um, where Agent Wu is interacting with Teenage Group. Maybe it's um, Groot got left on Earth um, with the Avengers and Wu happens to be put in charge of him. And Groot needs to clean his room and Wu is being put in as having been put in charge of Groot, has to get Groot to clean his room. So, Groot... That's what the fight would be? This is what the fight... This is the scenario for the fight. You get in there and clean your room. I am Groot. Whoa! Look at that potty mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, Agent Wu has to find... um, Takes... um, Teenage Groot's video games <laughs> and deletes the account and and makes Groot go clean his room. Oh, deletes the video game account? <laughs> oh, killer. All right. All right, Bob, how would Teenage Groot defeat Agent Wu? What's the most likely scenario and how would he win? <clears throat> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. The, the problem is, is none I of that Groot. is the teenage, the, the, the teenage of 
I'm Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> there, that's my argument. That ain't no argument. Come on. That is my <laughs> argument. How would how would teenage Groot defeat Agent Wu? He'd wrap him up in vines and then smack him against the walls a couple times until he passed out. Do you think he would really do that to Agent Wu? Is that the most likely scenario? Yep. I, I think I think I gotta be honest. I think Amanda's scenario is the most likely. If they were um, to to get into an argument or a fight, it'd be yeah. But um, here's the thing: Groot losing his video games. Yeah, that'll piss him off. But will but, he uh, clean his room? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll have him clean his room. What do you got there? No, you guys haven't encountered teenagers. I remember watching my mom, and my sister go at it. <laughs> This is that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> See, I envision something more like. And unfortunately, my mom did not win most of the time. <laughs> All I know is I, I, I love the statement. Don't just um, delete your child's account. No, you go on and you get them banned. <laughs> Ooh. I don't even think you know how to get banned. Depends on the game. All right. Uh, Brady. Agent Wu or Teenage Groot? Who do you vote for? I, I vote for Wu because, yeah, yeah. I, I can go into it, but let's not get into it in round one. It may come up later. Yeah, I, I vote for Wu. All right, Jekka, who do you vote for? I'm Groot for Groot. Blah, Groot. <laughs> Teenage Groot. All right, my turn. Um... I gotta be honest with you. I think Amanda's scenario is the most likely. They're fighting over cleaning his room or something like that. But I think teenage Groot would still win that fight. I think you know it's not it's not a fight of you know to the death type of thing, but it's a fight over a teenager cleaning their room. Yeah, teenage battle Groot. of wills. Yep. See, I had envisioned Wu doing something like, you know, taking his controllers and the game controllers and being like some sort of sleight of hand trick, you know, and be like, oh, they're in your room. And when he goes in there to get him, he just shuts the door and locks him in and goes, you're not coming out till you clean it. Well, I could just see him making a good sleight of hand, taking the controllers and then saying, oh, they're just somewhere in there. You're going to have to clean and find them. See that? Mm, yeah. That's a better argument there. That is a, yes. Mm. Um... Yeah, because I could see Agent Wu doing that too, and I could see that being successful. Yeah, I'm changing it to Agent Wu. Amanda, who do you vote for? I'm going to vote for Wu. And Bob, who do you vote for? I am Groot. <laughs> All right, Groot was going to move on, but Agent Wu moves on with a slide of the hand. There we go. You're welcome, Amanda. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got. Did not win this round. <laughs> next up, we've got Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter versus George Lucas, the real life director and visionary that brought forth Lucasfilm, Star Wars, uh, Willow, and so much more. THX 1138. All right. And I'm going to bow out of this for the um, more experienced Jekka, the more knowledgeable Jekka oh. from Lord Voldemort. All right, Jekka. How would Voldemort? What's the most like? <laughs> what is the most likely scenario in which Voldemort would meet up with George Lucas 
and they would have some sort of fight or argument or whatever. And if Voldemort was to win, how would he do it? I could see it would be Voldemort hears all about this Disney Lucasfilm Studios and he thinks there's some magic power involved in it. So he Mm. goes to check it out. And upon seeing that it's just muggle creativity, no magic behind it, no superpowers, he'll just lay waste to it. Just, just destroy the whole place. Like he'll, he'll kind of like just blow it up. Like he, in the six Harry Potter book, when he and his death eaters are just going around causing havoc. Um, that's kind of what I imagine he'll do. He'll so just does, like blow it up. If there's so survivors, how, cool. So, so what, what, where's George Lucas in all this? Is he just sitting in an office and the office blows up or something? Yeah, pretty much, you know. So Voldemort walks in and (laughs) greeted with this enormous opportunity, George Lucas leverages his billions of dollars, negotiates a (laughs) directing contract to direct Voldemort in the next Harry Potter series and pairs him up inseparably with Jar Jar Binks. Driving Voldemort over the edge, insane, to where he <laughs> wants nothing more than to make out with the basilisk. And it's Jar it's Jar, Jar, Jar Binks. No, he would go crazy. Like if he got annoyed and freaked out, he would just kill Jar Jar and Voldemort then go over to and just take him crazy. out. Yeah, and that's the thing. He is not afraid to take lives for he any would, reason. It doesn't would, matter. You can. And the fact is, like. In his eyes, George Lucas is just a muggle. And it's like, oh, you have magic? Oh, you're just a muggle? Well, you're out, kind of thing. But I really want to see Brady's thing, though. <laughs> I really like that just... And in between takes, he would constantly play the I got your nose trick with uh, Voldemort. <laughs> and, uh, no, that's a death sentence. And it no, would no, no. drive him crazy. He, he would CGI. Uh, he'd use industrial lights and magic to put a CGI nose on him. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the argument comes from from George Lucas is like, no, this is my vision. I see you with a nose. We're gonna make this happen. But it, but it doesn't. It Voldemort's doesn't mean, like, and it's it's gonna wiggle to whenever you cast a spell. Oh boy! Yes. <laughs> In a cute little way. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, all right, all right, Bob. Who would win? Who do you vote for, Voldemort or George Lucas? <laughs> I'd say Voldemort. Voldemort. I can't hear you. What? Voldemort? Yeah, I'd say Voldemort. All right, Amanda, who do you vote for? Voldemort. I vote for Voldemort. Brady? I vote for Voldemort. Jekka? I too, Voldemort. <laughs> Not only do I vote for Voldemort, I wish it would happen. <laughs> you dang funny. All right, well, we're already done with the left hand side. Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm versus Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley moves into the semifinals. Uh, the T-Rex defeats Sub-Zero. Agent Wu defeats Teenage Groot in the battle over cleaning his room. Uh, Lord Voldemort defeats George Lucas handedly. And we move on to the right-hand side of the bracket where we have Spock from Star Trek versus Optimus Prime. All right, Bob. How... It, What's the most likely scenario in which they meet, and how would Spock defeat Optimus Prime if he was to win? Spock would be. Oh, yeah, get closer. And uh, Kirk would tell him 
<laughs> that it is time to go down to the planet. There seems to be a race of giant metal men. Mm. Spock would go down to the planet with uh, Kirk, and Kirk would immediately get knocked out because uh, he is a a big baby. <laughs> and Spock would uh, look at Optimus Prime, and Optimus Prime would look back at him, and he would say, live long and prosper, and Optimus Prime would have nothing, no reason to attack him whatsoever. For the kind words and would allow him to bring Kirk back onto his uh, Enterprise. Wait, wait, so so Optimus Prime goes onto the Enterprise with Spock? Nope. <laughs> allow him to take Kirk back onto the Enterprise. Okay, okay. Alright. Just his sheer logic and uh, awesomeness would convince Optimus Prime that it, this is not the being you want to fight. There's, there's nothing to be gained. Okay. Well, Spock would use logic. Yeah, he would. He's very well, logical. <clears throat> All right. Optimus Prime. So the, I think the most likely scenario in which they would meet is, is in outer space somewhere in which the Enterprise comes across, you know, some planet that uh, Optimus Prime and other Transformers were on, and, and they somehow catch the attention of the Enterprise. And, and I think you're right. The Enterprise would go in to investigate. And when, uh, and when the Enterprise comes in there, they're going to do what the Enterprise always does. They're going to violate the Prime Directive. And when they do that... <laughs> And when they do that, they will anger Optimus Prime, and Optimus Prime will see them as a threat because they violated their rights. And so Optimus Prime, being the leader, the leader has to step forward, and he has to challenge the Enterprise and tell them basically to knock it off and go away. Uh, and I think Optimus Prime will actually – win this argument, because I don't think he'll actually turn into like a fist fight because they're both good guys, but he'll turn it into a, uh, he'll win the argument by basically shaming the, the, the Enterprise crew to include Spock that they broke the prime directive, they violated their rights, and they must leave. And Spock will look at Captain Kirk and says, you know, Captain, he is right. We should leave. That's very good. And that is how Optimus Prime defeats Spock. All because okay. all because they're violating their prime directive left and right. All right. Any other any other thoughts, comments, questions? I got nothing. All I could think of was EMP. I mean that would be <laughs> a bad scene on uh... I don't I just feel like if it came down to I don't know. I want to say his pride, but I'm not sure if Spock feels any pride, or at least if he shows it. But um, it's been so long since I've seen any of the original series. I don't know. I feel like Spock would just use logic to like turn loops around Optimus Prime and make like when Optimus Prime originally is saying no, he ends up saying yes. So, so are you voting for Spock, Jekka? Yeah, I'm going to start off. I vote for Spock's. All right, Brady. Who do you vote for? Um. I am going to vote for 
Optimus Prime. Amanda. Optimus. Bob. Optimus. All right. Um, although I like my scenario, I got to admit, I think Spock would win a good guy argument because of his logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Optimus Prime wins and moves forward. All right. Next up, we've got. <coughs> excuse me. This is going to be good. We've got <laughs> Green Arrow from uh, the TV show, the. the uh, the DC uh, CW TV show, the Arrowverse. There we go. Green Arrow versus the Sarlacc Pit from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> All right, Bob. How would Green Arrow defeat the Sarlacc Pit? What's, what's the most likely scenario that they come across? First each other? How will he well, get there? <laughs> there is a Sarlacc Pit uh, right in front of the Green Arrow, and he. Turns around and walks away. (laughs) 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 Oh my! (laughs) Okay, here's my scenario. There is a sarlacc pit. Oliver Queen sees that and he's like, "No, thank you." Except all of a sudden. I don't know who's his current flame in the TV series. I've not watched for a while. He's, he's actually dead. We'll say Thea. Oh, we'll say Thea, his sister Thea. Okay. She oh. is caught in the Sarlacc pit. Oh! She is in the tentacles. I'm assuming we're talking like the updated version that we've seen. Yeah. And it is dragging her there inside. And Oliver Queen, it's his little sister. He has to rescue her. So he goes to rescue her, but it's the Sarlacc. He's not used to this sort of thing, so he manages to free Thea, but he gets eaten in the process. He gets taken down. It's one of those sacrifices where he's like, for Thea. Mm-hmm. He lives, but he does not. Mm. He gets pulled in, gets chomped up. Mm. So I have to admit, Bob makes a strong argument. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, like, in reality, if you were to come across a Sarlacc pit, unless it catches you by surprise, you would probably do just that. You'd be like, I ain't walking down that. How does a Sarlacc pit catch you by surprise? (laughs) 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 There's a hole in the ground. (laughs) A giant gaping hole. It would be like a sandy beach. It'd be on the island that he was on for years. And, like, the sandy mm, beach just, yeah. it collapses, and it's like, ah, there's a pit with a mouth in it. I think it's more likely that he was walking in the desert and staring at his phone and just forgot to <laughs> look up. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a hard one, I gotta admit, because, like, like if Green Arrow saw the Sarlacc pit, yeah, he would walk away. And he does have, like, you know, high reflexes, and he's not, like, you know, just bumbling around. But at the same time, if they were to actually have to get in some sort of fight, I think I think the Sarlacc Pit would defeat Green Arrow, just like he defeated Boba Fett, you know? But how does the Sarlacc Pit get a hostage? I really want to know someone how... Else. So it would be someone else being like, oh, okay, this so we have a monster. we got to get we, rid of it. We, we have established, though... That there can be no outside influences mm-hmm. on yes, the fight. Well, so no, I'm going to go with Green Arrow. It's just like, you know, it's... it's uh, Okay, the silence. Right. You the made most... us do a silence. Yeah, yeah, it's the most that... likely scenario. <laughs> hey, uh, Austin. What? 
the most likely scenario with the silence is there's more than one silence. Okay, anyways, argument. That's already one. You already got you already got that. Knock that off. Okay, anyways, we're no, gonna go to voting. In the great All argument right. of twenty twenty, you established. Brady, who do you vote for? Green arrow or the Sarlacc pit? I don't know. I think the, I think taking a hike really is the is the answer. I, I as much as I want to vote for the Sarlacc pit, I, I've <laughs> got to vote for Green Arrow. Uh, uh, Amanda, you already voted for Green Arrow, correct? Yes, I did. Look, look, look. The Sarlacc pit. If they were to actually get into a fight, would defeat Green Arrow. But, yes, but I think you're right. Like, unless you're not paying attention, there's no way you're going to just walk into a Sarlacc pit. So. I guess I'll vote for Green Arrow too. <laughs> Bob, who do you vote for? I'm going with Green Arrow. Jekka? I also am going with Green Arrow because even if he was distracted on his phone, he has, like, his life is such that that he's still aware of his surroundings, even yeah. with the phone. Like, he's not going to be so distracted that he just, like, falls into it or gets grabbed by a tentacle. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to get out. I agree. I agree. All right. Green Arrow moves on. All right. Next up, we've got from Game of Thrones, Daenerys Targaryen versus the Predator. All right, Brady. If Daenerys Targaryen was to meet the Predator, what would that scenario look like? And if she was to win, how would she do it? So this is a very difficult. um, This is a very difficult uh, approach because without. The things that surround her, Daenerys Targaryen, is not uh, physically formidable, right? Like, if it came down to a toe-to-toe fight, there's no way in which she could defeat the Predator. I forget. Let me ask. The Predator, can it communicate? Uh, Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's got, yeah, that noise right there. That's actually okay, pretty but can it understand. It can't understand, like, communication, right? Uh-huh. Like, from a human. Well, I think not, that not really. Maybe I don't so know. Long. I don't. I don't remember. Where I'm going with this is, I think that the only way Daenerys Targaryen could win in a scenario, let's say they were, um, let's say they were in the uh, in, in George R. R. Martin's world, right? Um, we're talking, you know, while she's trying to reclaim the throne. If she came across the Predator in any scenario, the only way in which she could win would be by persuading it that there is greater power and that she is taking mm-hmm. the throne and that it would be her it would be her champion. The Predator would be her champion and have its choice of victims. That's the only way in which so that communication is the is the key there. And she was a uh particularly um, charismatic and persuasive leader. Um, But if you're taking away the dragons, if you're taking away all of the Dothraki, if you're taking away all of the, all of the other um, troops that she had, the only way she could do it, I think would be to persuade it to be her champion uh, of the realm. To work for her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bob. How would the Predator defeat <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen? Um, okay, well, 
the predator would start off by uh, finding a high perch and turning on his um, his active camouflage, and then he would uh, do this number. <laughs> 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 Harry's would look around like, uh, and then he would uh, have the three little dots go right on her forehead, and she'd be like, "What? What is this magic? Why is there three dots on my forehead?" And then he would blow her up with his shoulder cannon. Uh, all right, you know, I will say this. I think the predator. So, so let's say Daenerys Targaryen did have her dragons, did have her armies, all that stuff. The Predator is, uh, his character is is one in which he would not uh, approach Daenerys Targaryen until she was in the most vulnerable position. Like, if she, like she's going to the bathroom or something, all by herself, away from everybody else. <laughs> and that's when he would take her out. Um, I mean, he's oh, not, he's not, he's not going to put himself in, in unneeded danger. Because that's all he does. I mean, this is, like he just hunts people all the time. He's a predator. I want to go watch Predator now. I know. I did too. Maybe we're gonna... <laughs> it's been so long. We need to add that to our list or whatever. So anyways, all right. So I guess I'm voting for the Predator. I started this off. Uh, Amanda, who do you vote for? The Predator or predator. Darnarius? All right. Uh, Jekka, the Predator or Daenerys Targaryen? I mean, I wish I knew more about Daenerys, but yeah. I mean, like Arnold Schwarzenegger could barely defeat the Predator. And even the aliens could barely defeat them. And Arnold Schwarzenegger could kill all the Dothraki. Right? But Daenerys Targaryen could defeat Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, I mean, you're not setting your bar very high there. It's true, yeah. No, sorry. I got to vote for Predator. Brady? Oh, I'm voting for Predator. Bob? (laughs) I'm going to stick with Predator. All right. Predator wins, moves forward. All right, our last round in the uh, the original round of 16. That's what we should call it. Round of 16 is 11 from Stranger Things versus 6 from Battlestar Galactica. Caprica 6. All right, Jekka. What's the most likely scenario in which 11 would meet Caprica 6 from Battlestar Galactica and if she was to win how would she do it um well ooh, how would she I can, I just feel like it would be let's see 11 keeps getting mixed up in conspiracies monsters I feel like it would be um so I'll say I would say 6 so kind of like saying that Six has found a way through the Upside Down, like discovered the Upside Down and went through to utilize it and showing up in, um, I guess, wherever Eleven is now because she went with um, Joyce the buyers. and them. Yeah, yeah, the buyers. She went with the buyers. But she'll wind up there. And then as Six is like considering using um, the Upside Down as a weapon, Eleven... Because I think Eleven still has her powers. They're just exhausted. So mm. this would be how Eleven would rediscover that her powers are back to full health. And Eleven, in trying to stop her, would utilize her powers to send her back into the Upside Down and then seal it. Have you ever seen Eleven crush a can? Mm-mm. Check this yeah. out, though. <laughs> 
There maybe, you go. Maybe, exactly. maybe the uh, the Cylon's resurrection ship uses the upside down to transport the soul from the uh, dead body to the resurrection ship. That'd be kind of interesting. Mm, yeah, but I could see Eleven like recognize, like seeing Six is like, oh, she came from the upside down. This is not good, and she will use her like in trying to defeat her. Her she'll rediscover that her powers are back to full strength. Yeah. And she'll just either crush her. I like the idea of like crushing her, but I feel like that would take a lot of power. So I could see her more of like forcing her back into the upside down and then sealing it. All right. He would defeat her. Six. Caprica six is quite possibly like the universe's greatest uh, infiltrator because of what she did. Uh, the human race almost literally like like within a matter of like days like be- almost became extinct because of because of Caprica 6's ability to infiltrate i've got a feeling that maybe Caprica 6 in some way shape or form hears about this government program that was being run that was developing these children in all these supernatural abilities and i've got a feeling that Caprica 6 would somehow infiltrate that program and maybe in some way not try to, you know, fight Eleven because that's not what Caprica Six does. She infiltrates and she 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 gets people on her side the same way she got uh, Gaius Baltar on his her side. And so I got a feeling that if Six was to infiltrate that program, she would do so in a way that would develop a relationship with Eleven just like she did with with uh, Gaius Baltar, and she would actually manipulate Eleven to 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 Six's advantage. And so I really don't, I think the fight would be one of like subterfuge and espionage in which Eleven turns from who she is to being an ally and, and basically works for Six and help Six, uh, you know, basically set things up to destroy the Earth, basically, the same way she did with Caprica. So I think that's how Six would win the fight. That's that's my scenario and my, my argument for her. So, any thoughts or questions before we go to the voting? No? All right. Brady, 11 or 6? Friends don't lie, man. It's 11. Bob, 11 or 6? Uh, 11. Amanda? I have to go six. Jekka? Ooh, you make such a compelling argument because I'm like, I could see six as pretty much like turning, making 11 view her as a mother figure. Yeah. But I really want to see 11 go against Predator. (laughs) (laughs) So who are you voting for then? I have to vote for six because I think six would really win. But I really want to see eleven go against the mm, predator. Dang it! I did not. I did not expect this to be on me. <laughs> I I think eleven's sense of right and wrong and loyalty to her friends is too powerful to be to be persuaded out. Mm. The, I, I think you under you underestimate Captain uh, Six's ability to. Infiltrate. I think. Six would get her loyalty before yeah. Eleven developed loyalty for her friends. Yeah, I I gotta admit, well, I, Eleven I, does have loyalty. It's just it would just be a means of like I could see Six 
like sweet like it, it like because yeah you're right like six is very crafty in that way like she is very crafty you know and by the way i am still like a little over halfway through season one i've not been able to watch any more <laughs> but i know what you're talking about because i did see that episode when guy is finally like yeah reverted to that you're good we're not it's not video it's just audio. <laughs> sorry somebody sorry. walked in friend um no, that was her nude friend no, no. <laughs> Amanda, don't that. so okay i have to admit if 11 and 6 were to get into a physical confrontation i think 11 would win yeah 11 but, would win. but i think 6's ability to infiltrate is so advanced that it would never get to the point where they were in a physical confrontation. I think Six would have would have already manipulated and infiltrated all that she needed to do to get Eleven on her side. So I I am going to vote for Six. Yeah. Caprica Cause Six. Because the thing wow. is, the way I see it too is like Six would like even if she turned L's loyalty from her friends, L wouldn't realize that until it's too late. Yes, and that's very true. Like that. Wow. So, like, like I said, I really want to see like pit eleven versus the predator, but in all honesty, it would be six. Man, I had eleven as my pick for the right hand finalist. Oh, I know. really? I know. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. saw eleven there. I was like, yeah, go girl. Yeah. So we are done with the round of sixteen, and we're entering the round of eight semifinals. And we're jumping back to the left-hand side of the bracket, and we are going to be talking Ron Weasley versus the T-Rex from Jurassic World. All right, so, Jekka, if if Ron Weasley was to confront the T-Rex, what's the scenario in which they would meet? And if, and if he was to win, how would he do it? It would be going too – actually, it would be um, going too crazy with a time-turner. <laughs> oh. Um, (laughs) or no no this is like Jurassic World sorry no this is Jurassic World but that would be so much more fun (laughs) right that's what I was thinking I was thinking like generic T-Rex like not Jurassic World T-Rex no it would be um like because I'm I'm thinking like we're are we tying in at all like Fallen Kingdom so this is Jurassic World not not, yeah not Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom So so I could see Ron like apparating and messes up <laughs> he ends up in jurassic world <laughs> in the t-rex paddock but the thing is is that ron weasley has faced against monsters besides harry but he always may, needs help may, yeah he always needs help but i think that in, he can hold his own in a crisis like he knows enough spells that he could stop the T-Rex long enough to get away. So, like, I'm picturing him, like, just blasting a bunch of um, the stupefy spell, mm. the stunning spell, at the T-Rex, along with the um, impediment spell, which, like, slows down um, obstacles, like, approaching obstacles. Does he have the ability to polymorph? No. No, he does not. Okay. He does He's not an animagus, so he would not be able to. So what? What are the? So you're saying he's going to do what spells to the T Rex? So he would do like a stunning spell. Okay. And just do a lot of those, uh, combined with the impediment spell, which which slows which slows it down. So like if something's coming at you really fast, you can cast the impediment spell on them, and 
wow, guys, I'm just like, wow, I sound so nerdy right now. <laughs> Ooh, it's awesome. I know. I'm just like, whoa, I know my spells. <laughs> the, so like if something's coming at you, you can cast the impediment spell at it and it will slow it down. So it will slow it down like tremendously, put it in slow motion, so to speak. So I could see him doing those combination of spells on the T-Rex. Um, he also got the hang of Wingardium, the levitating spell, Wingardium Leviosa. So like he would look around for something that is he is heavy enough that he could like, like if he saw a boulder or a fallen log, like he would lift that up and use it to try to like strike at the T-Rex and knock it out. So the first spell, you said the stunning spell, is that yes. what it is? How does that work? So it, um, it pretty much like knocks them unconscious. Okay. But this spells like for a human, like that's why I figured like it would probably take a lot to stun because, um, here we go, more nerd card. <laughs> In the fourth Harry Potter book, I think Harry, if I remember right, Harry, oh no, it was, um, Harry Potter Victor book four, Crumb, chapter 13. The Triwizard Tournament. He like tried a stunning spell on his dragon he was facing and it just kind of like was like a taser effect to the dragon. It just made it more angry kind of thing. Um, so but so I can see that. And well, the thing about dragons is like they have magical scales, you know, so they're kind of already like have some magic of their own in that regard. A T-Rex, I figure because it's so big, it would probably require multiple stunning spells to take it down because one stunning spell could take down a person. Yeah. But a T-Rex is much, much bigger. I didn't know if it – the reason I asked, I didn't know if it required intellect because, I mean, you know, it's a lizard. It's it's a brainstem. You know, I mean, it's yeah. – you know, there's – I didn't know if it required intellect for yeah, to no. work. Okay. No, it's just like a straight-up so stun gun kind of thing. <laughs> there's not a lot of subtlety in the way in which a T-Rex would, would approach this battle. <laughs> it is a It is a killer, right? And – I think it would all really depend on the effects of those spell on the T-Rex because the T-Rex is, is fast, it's strong and it's focused on, on, on killing. And I think if it could reach Ron Weasley, it, it's game over at that point, but I do not know the effects that spell would have. That's something the, that's something the jury would have yeah. to determine. <laughs> all right, Brady. Like I said, I, I think from what, cause like the spells, like, in the books, what we've seen, they knock out a person instantly, but when going against magical creatures, like, it takes more, or, like, combined spells to kind of knock out a magical creature, but the T-Rex isn't magical. Sorry, T-Rex. But I still feel like, with how big it is, it would require multiple spells. All right, Brady, so how would the T-Rex defeat Ron Weasley? Well, like I said, just, you know, it's, 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 there's not a lot of subtlety to the way in which a T-Rex attacks. If Ron Weasley were, I mean, if they, if they were in an open area. Tail swipe. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tail swipe, tail swipe munch. Yeah. But if Ron Weasley, if Ron Weasley followed his first instinct, it would be, it would be to first find shelter and then uh, gather his thoughts to what he was going to do. If you see a T-Rex, you're going to do, you're going to hide first. And then you're going to go, okay, how am I going to do this, right? So I think that Ron Weasley would encounter the T-Rex and duck into a shed in which the T-Rex would crush. 
in attempting to get Ron Weasley. I think it is on the toilet. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I think it 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 is as simple as that because a T Rex, like I said, has there's no subtlety. It's Mm -hmm. straightforward. He would crush any shelter in which Ron Weasley were hiding. See, the problem that we're also missing with Jekka's analysis of Ron Weasley is the first thing Ron would do would be to scream. (laughs) You think so? In Ron Weasley's defense, that's not really a bad response. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself suddenly in front of a T-Rex. Yes. Yeah, really. No, I wouldn't. Definitely would alert the T-Rex to head in his direction. (laughs) So Ron Weasley would attract the T-Rex's attention right away and Ron Weasley would hide. And as Brady said, he would get, just get squished. He'd just get stepped on. Totally. <laughs> so you're, you're voting for the T-Rex, Amanda? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm tempted to, but it's mainly, I just wanted to put out, this is the same justification mm. that, Bob and Austin used for Godzilla to beat the Witcher. <laughs> well, in their defense, oh, Godzilla would have been. Are we going to bring up everything from the past? Yes. <laughs> All right, let's start the voting. I vote for the T-Rex. Bob, who do you vote for? T-Rex. <laughs> Amanda? I'm going to vote for Weasley. Jekka? I don't know. <laughs> You know you want to see Voldemort trash Weasley in the next bracket. <laughs> if he makes it that far. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rex. I say Weasley. So it's down to me? Yes. yes. T-Rex or Ron Weasley? Who do you think would actually win? I really didn't think I'd have to consider that because <laughs> I, I figured that I, I figured the T-Rex would be dead by now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know your answer. I no, I'm I'm thinking about this because I, I that's tough. I'm gonna vote for I'm not doing this for any um ulterior motive, but I, I I'm gonna vote for Ron Weasley. Yeah, I think I think Ron Weasley would pull it out. I, I really do. <laughs> Boo. I wanna see T Rex versus Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Then again, I wanted to see eleven versus so, Predator. We saw how so, that went. I thought it was going to come down to eleven versus Voldemort at the end. So yeah, all right, here we go. That so, um, would have been a cool battle. All oh, right, so let's go down one because it sounds like we've already voted, but we got to play out the scenario: Agent yeah. Agent Wu from Wandavision versus Voldemort all from right. Harry Potter. All right, Amanda, how would Agent Wu defeat Voldemort? In what scenario would they meet, and how would he win if he was to win? So Voldemort heard through some very confused wizards about Agent Wu's great magical ability. (laughs) (laughs) You should see this card trick. It's magical. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And he's intrigued that muggles are learning magic. And wants to know more about how they are stealing magic. So, Agent Wu, how does he not die in this scenario? <laughs> right? No, how does he win? If he if he was to win, how would he do it? Honestly, that is how Agent Wu wins. 
He lives. He manages to live. If um, he was to win the fight, how would he do well, it? How would he live? How would he survive an how encounter? How would he survive? By himself. If so it, he starts asking, okay, Voldemort comes in and starts asking Agent Wu questions. And Agent Wu starts talking about the crazy things happening around him. And he starts talking about all the crazy magical stuff. And Voldemort is intrigued and wants to learn more. And so he talks I, about the town that. So, I, 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 know, I know what Agent Wu does. Okay, what does Agent Wu do? Agent Wu, being this new, like, X Files esque, like, uh, you know, FBI agent, starts starts collecting up all the whole cruxes of Voldemort just, as just part of his job. And that's what attracts oh. the attention. That's what attracts the attention oh, of Voldemort. Yeah. That's that's what attracts the attention of Voldemort and gets gets Voldemort uh, to confront him. But Agent Wu now has all the Horcruxes and basically learns through you know all the magical stuff he has around from his you know WandaVision esque type of stuff. And they just they, I mean they destroy the Horcruxes. They, they, I can see that. I could see Agent Wu talking about some of the stuff that's been going on, and he basically fobs Voldemort off to go fight at someone else. I see both of those as legitimate. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how. Okay, so I, that's how Agent Wu wins. So he figures out a way to destroy the Horcruxes. Yes. All right. I don't know. I kind of like Austin's way of saying holocruxes because that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I got it's really funny. <laughs> I got a cough drop in my mouth. Excuse me. <laughs> we don't trust you to pronounce it correctly, even without a cough drop. That's probably correct assessment, but nonetheless, Jekka, how would Voldemort defeat Agent Wu? See, in either scenario, like Agent Wu's a Muggle. Like even in the first one, where he's like intrigued to see how Muggles are learning are obtaining magic. Like, Voldemort is smart. Like, he lived in an orphanage. He's been around muggles. Like, he grew up around muggles. He doesn't talk about it, but he knows it. You know, he's made, like, his followers believe otherwise. He's a kitty. Sorry, Amanda's holding their kitty, and I'm just... <laughs> so distracting. Anyways. um, So, like, but as soon as he sees that it's just, like, parlor trick, so to speak, Asian Wu would be dead. Like, he would just kill him. Just because he's a muggle. And to Voldemort, muggles are like a spider or an ant or a fly. Like, they're just a nuisance and you just kill them. And even in the other one, the thing with the Horcruxes is as soon as Voldemort realizes that Agent Wu, because he figured out what Harry was doing in the 7th Harry Potter book, and he went on a killing spree, um, as soon as he figures out what Wu's doing, like, he would come after Wu hardcore... And, you know, Wu doesn't have magic at his disposal. Like, he has technology, but that's a whole other argument as to, like, would technology hold up against magic, especially against a powerful wizard like Voldemort? I don't think so. I think Voldemort would hunt him down and he would just kill him before he could kill, destroy all the Horcruxes. All right, I'll start the voting. Voldemort gets my vote. Bob, who do you vote for? Voldemort. Brady? Oh, Voldemort. Amanda? Moldy farts. <laughs> Jekka? Moldy. All right, Voldemort 
moves on into the finals round versus Ron Weasley. Let's jump back <laughs> over. Jump back over to the uh, right-hand side of the bracket to the round of eight semifinals. We have Optimus Prime versus Green Arrow. All right. <laughs> okay. Optimus Prime is made of metal. Uh, Green Arrow's arrows will not pierce Optimus Prime. And even if they were like some sort of like super magical, super explosive uh, you mean the arrows. Kind of can hit a coolant line? Sure. Super one. You have to remember, what, what do the Decepticons shoot at Optimus Prime? They're shooting like gigantic laser missile stuff at him all the time. He takes gigantic massive explosions to the chest, left and right, and he gets up like they're nothing and he moves forward. The biggest explosion that Arrow, Green Arrow could even possibly muster will not damage Optimus Prime at all. Optimus Prime, in the comics, actually, or uh, was the comics or was it the TV show? I can't remember. Um, survives a uh, an explosion so so uh, so vastly large uh, and intense that that the explosion actually. Uh, moves the planet out of orbit, but Optimus Prime survives that. Okay, so I think we've so, established that. I think we need to hear from Green Arrow now. All right, Green Arrow. Bob, how would Green Arrow defeat Optimus Prime? Uh, well, Optimus Prime, being a robot, is going to need to gonna have coolant lines like I was insinuating, and you said, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> well, if I know anything about coolant lines on big old... Uh, pieces of machinery they can easily be cut by a stray round so all the green arrow has to do is uh use his expert marksmanship abilities to uh sever a coolant line on optimus prime one that he's not even going to notice and then he needs to run away long enough for uh, optimus prime to overheat and at that point he can go in and just shove an arrow into optimus prime's eye when he's uh, overheated and barely able to move. Okay. So, the question is, does Green Arrow have enough technical knowledge? Okay. No, it wouldn't even be that. Of course he does. Green Arrow is not going to defeat Optimus Prime because of an oil change issue, bud. <laughs> no, a coolant line issue, not an oil change issue. It, uh, it doesn't happen. Dude, he takes he takes giant explosions. Hey, is this your argument down. or my argument? Oh, sorry. All right. All right. Anyways. All right. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, Brady, who do you vote for, Optimus Prime or Green Arrow? Before I cast this vote, I just want to say <laughs> that although I find it completely ludicrous, I am also really impressed at Bob's ability to reach that far. I would never have come up with that. That is that is truly an intellectual leap I did not think he was able to make. Who <laughs> you? Yes! For Optimus Prime. <laughs> I thought you had a story that got me there later. <laughs> All right. Jack, who do you vote for? Optimus Prime or Green Arrow? So I'm going to cast a very biased vote because Bob's explanation was amazing. So in honor of Bob, <laughs> Green Arrow. <laughs> Amanda, who do you vote for? Optimus Prime steps on Green Arrow and walks away. <laughs> All right. Bob, who do you vote for? 
Oh, Green Arrow, of course. <laughs> no, I'm voting for Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime moves forward. All right. That was way too close, that it, and it should not have been <laughs> at all. All right. Hello, moving. 6 and 11. All right, moving on, moving on. We've got The Predator versus 6. Caprica 6 from Battlestar Galactica. All right, Bob, how would – ooh, they're both like super infiltrators. Yeah. All right. Bob, how would the Predator defeat Caprica 6 from Battlestar Galactica? The Predator would start by uh, turning on his electromagnetic vision and uh, noticing that she is, in fact, not a human. Um, That she's got some kind of funky. She's not quite human. So he's going to adjust his tactics. And then he's going to wait until she is left Guy Spalter's uh, office and uh, it's on her way to the rendezvous with the other Cylons and uh, he is going to drop in from above her with his giant spear and impale her from the top of his head all the way down through her feet. Mm. The top of her head all the way down through her feet. And then he's going to rip off his face. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. So uh, right after he takes off her head and realizes that she's a, a skin job robot. Interesting. Silence for the win. Interesting. All right. Caprica 6 would defeat the Predator. So you have to remember that Caprica 6 is still a Cylon. And she has a lot of inner workings on you know technology and things. And the Predator heavily relies on technology. Is is he is he in and of himself strong and, and you know brute like yeah but he has technology all over him and so I think what Caprica Six would do is she would uh, she would notice that uh, you know alarms are getting tripped uh, around her little Cylon base thingy and it would you know she's. It, it, it would alert her ahead of time, but she wouldn't be able to find the predator necessarily until the predator is like right there in front of her. But uh, Caprica Six would have to use her intellect to to basically get the predator to reveal himself in a, in a situation that would would make the predator think that he's at an advantage, but would actually be at a disadvantage. And I, I could see Caprica six actually uh, trapping the predator, like in a jail cell or something like that. And, uh, and simply, you know, shoot him out in airlock. And he might not be, uh, the predator might not be familiar with, uh, with, you know, the, uh, the star bases as well as she would be. Cause, cause let's face it, the predator would be hunting her down. So, He'd be fighting her on on her territory, and so after after trapping him, she just airlocks him out. Bye bye, predator. That's that's my uh, that's my scenario. So, so you're gonna space the predator? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If she was to win, that's how it would happen. All right. So you've heard the scenarios. What do you think is most likely to happen? Uh, Brady, who do you vote for, the Predator or Caprica Six? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to unmute. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to say six. All right. Jekka? I'm going to say 11. 11? (laughs) (laughs) No, Caprica six versus the Predator. (laughs) Fine. Uh, Man. I really don't know. Come back to me, please. Amanda. <laughs> who do you vote for? Buy me more time. <laughs> I'm going to go with six. Bob, who do you vote for? Uh, I'm going to go with the Predator. I am going to go with the Predator. It's now two for Predator, two for Caprica Six. All right, <laughs> Becca. Does, does that make it any easier uh, for you? No. Caprica 6 or the Predator? The Predator or Caprica 6? Who is facing Voldemort? (laughs) See, well, I'm thinking that um, I could see the Predator taking out 6 before she figures out how to trap him in an airlock. So I'm going to throw my lot in with the Predator. All right. The Predator moves on. So we are in the finals round. We are at... Ron Weasley, having defeated Dr. Ian Malcolm, a T-Rex, versus Voldemort, who defeated George Lucas and Agent Wu. Boy, like How did we get here with Ron Weasley? <laughs> now, <laughs> now think about this. Like Voldemort defeated like the two like probably wimpiest people on this whole entire thing. George Lucas and Agent Wu. <laughs> He could not have had a more easy route. All right. So, uh, Jekka versus Jekka. <laughs> Amanda. Oh, which yeah, which, yeah, one, yeah. Take one. which one do you want to... Jekka can't argue for both. Which one? Jekka, who do you want me to argue for? I don't care. I, I think you and me can equally argue for either one. I will take Voldemort. Okay, so I'll do Ron. All right. How would Ron so, Weasley defeat Voldemort? So, Ron Weasley... Will defeat Voldemort. Dang it. <laughs> I'm like, take away his friends. <laughs> um Yes. How will he defeat yes, how will Voldemort he? without his friends? You know, I'm gonna go with the Horcruxes thing. Cause Cause that works so well for Wu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the advantage that Ron has is he has actual magic at his disposal. Um, even though he did, like, fall prey to a Horcrux, he did come around again. But he understands what's needed to kill them off. So, I could see Ron going down and taking out the Horcruxes. And because he's, like, he has the ability to apparate, he knows magical, like, magical techniques to keep himself hidden and off the radar, so to speak. Off Voldemort's radar. He will go around and take down the Horcruxes and therefore take down Voldemort. Even going as far as taking out his best friend. Well, we're going to start out with with (laughs) Voldemort's Horcrux is one is safely hidden in Bellatrix's vault. So he doesn't have to worry about that because there's no way Ron's getting in there. (laughs) (laughs) But don't underestimate Ron's craftiness. I think you're you're overconfidence there and definitely (laughs) some delusional thinking. (laughs) So 
I'm trying here. <laughs> you know where my vote's going with this. I'm trying. <laughs> I wish I had something as cool as like severing a coolant or something. <laughs> 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 sever, sever the coolant in his neck to his brain there we go ron gets his wand honestly i think the best the elder wand the best chance ron would have is if he le learned to become an animagus and becomes an, a snake animagus there you that go. that's the best chance he's got and that ain't <laughs> happening but uh, voldemort picks up that ron is trying to get the horcruxes and so he just waits at one of the horcruxes and baits Ron to come to him. <laughs> and then as Ron steps in, Voldemort goes, goodbye, and kills him. Listeners, I wish you could have seen, like, Amanda's face just then. It was, like, every form of evil laughter. Eyes, mouth, expression, the whole caboodle. It was epic and amazing. I, I think that you guys are both missing one key element. And All the right. strongest thing that that um, Weasley has going for him. That really crappy wand? <laughs> No. The one that caused him to, he has to a new puke one. slugs? J.K. Rowling. I don't think... <laughs> I, think that, I don't think there's any scenario in which those two are written to fight one another where Weasley dies. Okay, but here's the thing. Is J.K. Rowling cannot be a part of this. No. Because... Armor. Good always triumphs over evil. But... But these are two characters taken outside of their universes where their authors do not well, have control. No, they're inside the universe. They're both inside the universe. So, Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. What is, yeah, I mean, it's like, what is the most likely scenario? Which but, yeah, but this is the scenario between no. Voldemort and just Ron Weasley with nobody. Voldemort! I, mean, I can see, like, just going back to Ron, kind of what he did with the T-Rex, but it would... You know, so if you I want, see him getting the jump on like Voldemort, like if, if you, you want know, plot armor, Voldemort. if you want plot armor, Voldemort doesn't kill him. He puts him in a crow's cage and hangs him out to track Harry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, Voldemort no, still wins. He just doesn't die. All right, I'm gonna start the I'm gonna start the voting. I vote for Voldemort. What Amanda said, hang him out to dry. And two, even if he was to die, it'd be great uh, motivational uh, yeah. for, for Harry Potter going into the final battle. So, Voldemort gets my pick. Bob, who do you vote for? I vote for Ron Weasley because J.K. Rowling. Bob, <laughs> or Brady, excuse me. Who do you vote for? <sighs> I'm voting for Weasley. Amanda, who do you vote for? Boldy. Jekka, it's two to two. Yeah, I have to do the tiebreaker again? Weasley is our king. <laughs> exactly. Weasley is our king. No, I do think it would be Voldemort. If it was straight up Ron versus Voldemort, I think it would be Voldemort. Even if it was like, you know, seventh year or seventh book Ron. All right. Thank you. Voldemort. That was very hard to admit, everyone. Very hard. Voldemort is entering. Enjoy that. 
It was not hard for me. <laughs> Voldemort. I like voting for the good oh. guys, especially Ron. Voldemort. I like voting uh. against Ron. All right. Voldemort <laughs> enters the championship round. So now we jump back to the final round. Uh, we've got Optimus Prime having defeated Spock and Green Arrow versus the Predator who defeated Daenerys Targaryen and Caprica Six. So... Optimus Prime versus the Predator. All right. So, I think the most likely scenario is the Predator would be hunting down Optimus Prime. I think the Predator uh, would do all he could to try and sneak up on Optimus Prime. But Optimus Prime is like a walking, you know, technological marvel with radar dishes and, you know, all sorts of sensors and would pick up on the Predator miles away. I mean, even his ship trying to land on the planet, Optimus Prime would, would be aware of it. And Optimus Prime would be monitoring the situation long before the Predator even becomes a threat. And so the Predator would think that he is actually uh, going to have the element of surprise on Optimus Prime. But Optimus Prime knows exactly where he's at, knows exactly what kind of threat he is, what kind of weapons and technology, everything about him, even before he even shows up. And so when the, when, uh, when the Predator tries to make a move, Optimus Prime basically already knows what's going to be happening and will be able to very easily take any sort of you know damage that the Predator tries to inflict. But I don't even think he would even get that far. I think Optimus Prime would basically shoot the Predator in midair as soon as, as soon as the Predator started going in for any sort of uh, threatening movement. And so Optimus Prime would, would, would win because he has the complete advantage technologically. Uh, he, he eliminates the Predator's biggest weapon, which is the element of surprise. And, I mean, Optimus Prime is just that much more strong and tough uh, and can take anything the Predator would would do. But he wouldn't be able to get that far. So that's how Optimus Prime would win. Bob, if the Predator was to win, how would he defeat Optimus Prime? We already discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> Coolant assassin. <laughs> the fighting again. We have that, you know... Unlike Oliver Queen, like Predator would know. <laughs> he would have done his research. That, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you really want me to uh, to really embarrass you here, <laughs> so so Optimus Prime is uh, walking through the giant concrete jungle because it has to be some kind of a jungle. And uh, the predator is uh, is hunting him. He's considering how he's going to take down this behemoth of a robot. So what he does is he constructs a giant spiked trap, much larger than he would normally uh, create, okay. and he puts cars on top of it because Optimus is going to have to step over the cars, and then he's going to go run out it, run out of, in front of him and start shooting at it. And right as Optimus Prime detects the trap, 
two semis are going to come at him from either side, uh, remote controlled by the Predator, because he has advanced technology. That's how the Predator is going to win. Okay. Any thoughts, comments, questions before we go to voting? All right. Jekka, I'll let you be the first to vote this time. Cool. Who do you vote for? I vote for Predator. (laughs) That look on Austin's face. (laughs) I wish I had a screenshot of that. There's been great expressions this time. (laughs) All right. Amanda, who do you vote for? Optimus Prime or the Predator? So I'm just going to admit it here. I've never seen Predator. And so I'm just voting against the Predator because I've never seen it and I don't know anything <laughs> really about it. So we're definitely going to have to watch that soon then. Yeah, no. Anyway, so <laughs> vote for Optimus Prime. <laughs> All right. Brady, who do you vote for? I'm genuinely considering this. <laughs> uh, much to your chagrin, I'm sure. Um, I think that predator would lose so i'm voting for optimus prime all right bob who do you vote for i'm going predator i'm going for optimus prime so that was a plot twist did not see that coming come on guys predator versus voldemort i know that would have been that's Come really on. what to vote for predator oh man Love versus predator. predator versus voldemort like yeah, that would be a great fight. would have had Jesus. fun killing him. That would have been really fun to argue. All right, so Optimus. Really that, but okay. So we are in the championship round. We've got Voldemort having defeated George Lucas, Agent Wu, and Ron Weasley. And we've got Optimus Prime having defeated Spock, Green Arrow, and the Predator. We've got Voldemort versus Optimus Prime. Now, what we have done, we've started doing this in the past. Instead of just arguing for both, like we have a group think on this. Like, what is the scenario in which these guys would meet? And what? Is, and then what is the scenario in which Voldemort would win if he was to win? And then how would Optimus Prime win if he was to win? And then we would just vote on the group think uh, for the champion. So. Yeah. so I do, like, I've been arguing for Voldemort this whole time. But I do want to point out that up until now, like, Voldemort, he was dealing with muggles and then a wizard that is, like, he his enemy, like an enemy of his. Now he's facing something that is unknown kind of thing. So for me, at least, I can see the scenarios kind of like in the Transformer movies where like Optimus Prime has come to the Earth. He's trying to do something and Voldemort gets wind of it. But he does view this as a potential ally that he can use for his own means kind of thing. So instead of just going in like killing Optimus Prime or trying to defeat him, this is where Voldemort is going to try to sway him to his side. Now, Voldemort, I wouldn't say he's as crafty as Six, but he can be pretty convincing kind of thing. Like, that's how he has a bunch of Death Eaters kind of thing. The problem- so that's just kind of like one thought. Just to kind of like throw that out there is like Voldemort is facing someone that he would mm-hmm. not just try to kill right off the bat. He would try to sway him to his side instead and try to make him but- work for him. But would but that's how Voldemort like that's that's what Voldemort but would Voldemort see Optimus Prime as a living being, or would he see him as Muggle technology? And then, I think he would see him as like no, he wouldn't see him as Muggle technology. Why? 
he would yeah but i, I, like I don't think he, he would he would understand that it's not because it's too advanced like optimus prime is too advanced optimus prime is too advanced but at the same time the wizarding world keeps itself so behind technology that they don't understand advancements in technology and optimus prime is entirely technology see i don't think i don't even think optimus prime could be swayed by uh voldemort because you know cybertron the the planet that they were on you know basically got destroyed by you know all the evil that was going on. i think he would see through voldemort pretty pretty easily especially since he doesn't have a nose and he all looks evil anyways well, I'm not crying too. Like, unlike Voldemort, who's like what Amanda said, like kind of locks himself away in the wizarding universe. Like Optimus Prime would kind of, he would utilize the Muggle world and he would utilize the news and be like, wait a second, and like he would put two and two but together. Voldemort doesn't the use the Muggle world. He doesn't utilize them. Voldemort doesn't use it, but Optimus Prime does. So he would see the effects of Voldemort on the Muggle world. And yeah. But would he know it's Voldemort because they keep themselves out of the Muggle news? Not. Are you saying would Optimus Prime know okay, that this so is. Honest, like, so it would be like Optimus Prime would be making connections. He'd be like, wait a second. Okay, I they talked about this, and then this, Op- and I know this happened on the news. Optimus Prime ends up like they're he's looking for the all spark over in britain and he accidentally drives through right he's in his semi-truck form and he drives right through the malfoy estate and that malfoy estate you need to have a road going to the malfoy estate (laughs) optimus prime doesn't need roads And this is an area he hasn't searched yet. But is he going to deviate from a road and draw attention to himself? Like, they're trying to be incognito. Well, they're trying to be incognito, but at the same time... He would... He's a little bit... This is an uncharted area, and no one seems to be looking in it, because it's hidden from muggles, but not from alien beings. And he drives through it. I think his technology could, could, could could find that. Mm, well, he would probably, because usually in the wizarding world, like the magic interferes with technology. They keep talking about how like um, Hogwarts is yeah, but this is covered by this technology is, because like it goes haywire around. This it. isn't and, like, like normal, technology. but this is alien. Yeah, this is alien. This is extraterrestrial. Well, I imagine it would it would pick up something. But I don't see him like just demolishing the Malfoy Manor. He's I'm, the only I'm not saying he drives through the manor. I said he drives through the estate, which is the lands lands around the manor. Oh, I see. Okay, I was thinking. So, and really there like can that. be roads on the estate because they still sometimes use vehicles. I think the most likely scenario in which they would meet is um, is when when Voldemort tries to enact his Grandmaster plan. I think. Somehow, some way, Optimus Prime catches whiff of it, and 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 he would stand in the way uh, of Voldemort. Uh, you know, he'd be saying something like, "Freedom is the right of all sentient beings," or something like that. And and I, honestly, I think it would come down to an actual physical battle. 
Like, I don't think this would be, like, oh, them talking. I stand I that it's a physical battle. Yeah, yeah it yeah. would be a battle. Yeah. So I think it would be a straight-up physical battle. So I don't think there's any other scenario in which it doesn't come out to that. So in that case, how will the battle turn out? Hmm. So it's a question. Magic versus advanced technology. Yeah. This and is Tool Fury Road. So yeah. he, the technology this is though. This what I was talking about before. <gasps> this is where I was like, how would magic hold up against advanced technology? You guys and, remember I said that? Oh my gosh, we're doing it. We're doing it. That's where I'm pointing out <laughs> that Optimus's prime life force is in that technology. The AllSpark gives his technology life. And so therefore, it would not inter- uh, magic would not interfere with it because it is his life force. So would magic be able to destroy it? Because that's kind of the question is, would Voldemort's magic be able to take out this um, technological life force? He couldn't, took, he couldn't take out a baby. No, he put his soul <laughs> into a baby. He, was yeah, a he, he accidentally put his soul in a baby. That was not I, intentional. But yeah. I think that if it came down to the two of them going at it, you know, you've got this technology that Voldemort doesn't understand and this magic, you know, that that Optimus Prime is fighting against. I think the biggest, and I'm going off movies here, right? Yeah, um, that's fine. I, th- I think the biggest enemy, I think the biggest faltering factor for Voldemort would be his ego and his his assumption that he was going to be able to do this um without much trouble I think I think his ego would probably be his hubris yeah 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 exactly his hubris yeah and I think that I I I don't know that he would uh, I you know I say I don't know that he would be able to deal with the technology and the firepower, just the raw firepower. But at the same time, you could say the same thing about Optimus Prime and the magic. Um, well, what is the craziest spell that Voldemort has that you think would in some way or, uh, affect Optimus Prime? Hmm. He would, I could see him using more of weapon-like spells. So like the ones that I was talking about before with like Ron and the T-Rex, like I wouldn't see him using those. He would be using um, spells that would allow him to like try to cut and like try to cut into um, mm. Optimus Prime's armor. Um, he would probably try to set him on fire or freeze him. Like he would, he would use those spells that would do bodily harm, not just like kind of incapacitate him. Um, the one I keep thinking of is like Sectum Sepra, but he doesn't know that one. That's the one. If you've seen the movies, it's what Harry read in the book, and he used it against Malfoy to like cut him up, kind of thing. Like a spell like that, he would try to use against. Optimus Prime. Um, and for Optimus Prime's firepower, he would just, like, there are spells that create shields, kind of like force fields in a way. Um, so he would either, like, you know, put up a shield to, like, protect himself from any blast that Optimus Prime does, or he would try to seize control of those, of that, and try to redirect it back at Optimus Prime. Hmm. Yeah, and Optimus Prime has a shield as well, right? Oh, uh, yeah. He does have a shield. I don't know about the how it's because I can see Voldemort well, like aiming. Like he would do like spikes. He would like conjure up spikes and try to shoot them into the joints. You know. Hmm. 
This is this is uh, this is much tougher than I thought it would be. Hmm. Let's see here. Yeah, and you'd have to wonder if he does have a shield. Um, speaking of, of Prime, right? Um, how is it comprised, and how does it? Um, how does it? You know, what are its properties? What can it deflect? So, I mean, his armor is incredibly tough. Like, I mean, like, like when when uh, when there was that explosion, you know, he survived that explosion that moved the planet out of orbit. You know, I mean, that's how that's how tough he is. Uh, but you know, that was all physical stuff. It wasn't magic, so I don't know how magic necessarily would affect him. Um. It either affects him quite a bit, or it doesn't affect him at all because he is that he is well, that tough. We also have to go with size because the larger something is in the magical world, it seems that it's that much more difficult to control it. Or really, well, I mean, well, that was evidenced when we were fighting the the T Rex. The T Rex, right? yeah. yeah. So, would like. Honestly, one of the easiest things for Voldemort to try would be to try to transfigure um, Optimus Prime into something else. That's honestly what I would see would be the easiest path for Voldemort. I just don't see him taking that path. Hmm. Um... What about what about Vol- what about Voldemort? How how well could he try to survive an onslaught of you know weapons and cannons and and laser beams being shot oh, at him? He's totally going to die because he's not he has no preparation whatsoever on how to defend Muggle technology to, to defend against it. So what you're telling me? Well, it's not Muggle technology; it's alien technology. But it's similar to Muggle technology, which Voldemort doesn't face in any of the books. So what you're telling me is that Voldemort using his magic to attack Optimus Prime is a maybe damaging Optimus Prime, but Optimus Prime shooting, you know, guns, missiles, lasers at Voldemort would knock him out. That's what I think. I kind of think it's still a maybe because it'd be a matter of Voldemort, like, deflecting in time. Mm. Well, but I think his magic would be strong enough to deflect it. Like if he just did a shield, like well, he's powerful. He's very powerful. He's I powerful, like but how long can he hold up? Well, he wouldn't need. To, and yeah. Optimus Prime he's can fire. Question, yeah. Yeah, Optimus Prime can fire two to three to five to ten things at once. All Whereas right. Voldemort and, can only fire once. And he doesn't fatigue. Yeah. All right. D- d- does let me. I'm just gonna ask this. Does Voldemort have any spell that would just straight up just like instant kill Voldemort? Um, you mean Prime? Yeah, yeah, Prime. Excuse me. If not, I mean, I could see. I, I it's a mat, I again, this is like I don't know if it would work. It would be assuming like, I mean, I could see him trying to do the killing curse. Yeah, Avada Kedavra. That's the killing curse. But we don't know if it would work on the All Spark. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you know, I don't know if we're living like uh, organismal living thing. All right. We've been talking about this long enough. It's time to vote. It's time to vote because Bob left us and uh, and he's text me his vote. He's got to get to bed. All right. Uh, Brady, who do you vote for? Optimus Prime or Voldemort? As my five-year-old son once said, Optimus Crime. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Bob, he texted me his vote. He is voting for Voldemort. All right. Jekka, who do you vote for? So as much as like I was... I'd, I'd want Voldemort to win just because I'm a Harry Potter fan. Like, the more I think about it, the more I think Optimus Prime... Oh, dear, my phone went off there. <laughs> um, I would so think Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime would win, yes. Yeah, so Optimus All right. Prime. Amanda, who do you vote for? As much as I want to do evil laughter and go, <laughs> it's Optimus Prime. Guess what? I'm voting for Optimus Prime as well. That means Optimus Prime wins! Beating... A whole lot of people, including Spock, Green Arrow, the Predator, and Voldemort to become our champion. So he will be going on to our Tournament of Champions when we eventually get to that. So, hey folks, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we are talking The Suicide Squad. Woo! So, if you get a chance to see the movie, make sure to hit us up with a voicemail with your thoughts on The Suicide Squad at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You just might be on the upcoming show. You can also email us your thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search Super Nerd Podcast. Give us a like, give us a share. But from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. Fare thee well, ogres. Later, Gator. <laughs>